I am so glad to see each of you, and y'all look good. My first service, I've been having some problems with my blood sugar, and everybody kind of was blurry, or I was something. And um, so uh, y'all looking good today. Uh, I can see y'all. Um, but uh, this morning, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. As you know, we've been preaching uh, from Colossians for the last few weeks. We find where the Apostle Paul has been writing letters to this church because he loved them. He, he, he knew exactly what they were going through. Uh, many of those people were new converts, new believers in Jesus Christ. And he knew it was going to be hard to put away those old things in his life, in their lives, uh, because they had lived with him. And just the same thing that we experienced, the, the, the old way of life is hard to, to put, it, put it away. And so Paul, in these early chapters, was writing, he said, put away these things. And then Paul continued to tell him, he said, okay, now get rid of these things and then put on these things, putting on, clothing themselves with things that would help them. And so we're going to follow up along um, this line here in the book of Colossians, chapter 3, beginning with verse 15. Paul continues to say, he said, And let the peace of Christ, to which you were also, to which you were also called in one body, rule your hearts and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly among you, in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So this morning, as we look at this passage of Scripture together, I want us to think about this morning the fullness of Christ and how Christ presents himself. Now, I have a story. I have a picture. Think of a child carrying two buckets of water. He's got to carry them from one end of the field to the other. When he gets to the other end of the field, do you think the boy is wet? Yes. I would say that the boy is wet. In other words, his feet are wet because the buckets were full. And even if he was just normally carrying them, water has a... a, a, It sloshes, right? Well, this morning, I know sometimes we complain about having wet feet, but... Just think with me this morning along these lines of the fullness of God. God this morning wants to provide us with that fullness, with that fullness just like that boy in the sense of two buckets of water, and he wants it to splash out in abundance in our life. And so this morning as we think along those lines, I want us to think of the fullness of that Christ gives. The first thing he gives is peace. The second thing that he will give you is his word, and the third thing is the fullness of his name. Now, as we go back and we look at verse 15 again, it says, and let the peace of Christ, to which you were also called in one body, rule your hearts. 
Now, when they look at that passage of Scripture, the fullness he wants to bring is the fullness of his peace. You might ask yourself, what is peace? Some would say, when my kids go to bed. What is peace? You know, in life, and I mentioned it earlier in in my prayer, in life, things seem to be getting more complicated. Things seem to be going in a direction that that we never thought we would see in our lifetime. We are faced with more choices, more things are, are coming our way, and to experience God's peace, there are those even in our world today who even wonder if that's even possible anymore. I don't know if you remember when you were a teenager or a small child and, and God was maybe speaking to you at that time in your life. And as we realize, we see that when we were dealing with that, that our sins were separating us from God and, and, and God was taking that time to present himself to us, to, to lead us to him. And the moment that we accepted him as Lord and Savior, at that moment we experienced the fullness of Christ and the peace that we had because all of those other worries and all of those other things that we were concerned about didn't matter anymore because we had experienced what Christ could do, and that is his wonderful peace of giving us that peace, even when there's other things going on in our life. In our world today, God is saying, I want to bring peace to you. He wants to bring a peace to you. He wants to serve over you again and again to the point that it splashes out of those buckets and pours all over your feet. He wants to give you a peace. Remember when Jesus was with his disciples and Jesus knew that his time was short? He went to his disciples and he said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives, but I give you my peace. What would your life be today if we allowed the peace of God to overwhelm us? You know, we all have things that concern us. We all have things that occupy our mind. We all have things that, that seem to, to take over certain aspects of our, our body and our mind. But are we allowing God to bring us his wonderful peace that, that has a way of just putting everything else in place, doesn't it? This morning, it is so important for us to see that we need to experience God's peace in our life. His peace, His presence, they're marvelous. Even in the Old Testament and New Testament, we find an example where God's peace fell upon the people. And even though they were in trials, and even though they were temptations, and even though there were all these things present God's peace fell upon them, and those other things were not as important. You know, today, sometimes we struggle with sleep. Sometimes we are filled with worry and concern. But oh, how we need to just say, God, I need your peace. I need peace in my life. You know, it is possible. Our God provides that peace through His Son, Jesus Christ. 
And that peace is available to you. I know some people say, well, preacher, there's no way God's peace can come into my life. Well, if you don't ask him, but ask him. What's it going to hurt for you to ask God to give you the peace that you need in your life? And as he does that, he reveals things to us. But we need to see that we are what we are, what we need to do with that peace. We need to allow that peace to, to come into our life. To allow that peace to, to work in our lives. There's a scholar commentary by F.F. F. Bruce. He's a New Testament scholar. And, 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 you know, you look at verse 15 again. It says, let the peace of Christ to which you were also called in one body rule, rule, look at that word, rule your heart. We need to allow God to rule our heart, that peace to come into our heart. You take the, that word rule and you go through and you look at the Greek and you look at all the different, we get our word arbitrate from this Greek word that comes, that's being used for rule. The function of one who took it all upon themselves to decide, decide what is right. Now, we decide today what is right, don't we? How are we doing? What if we did an inventory and we said, well, I wasn't right on that. I wasn't right on that. But God is right, isn't he? And his peace wants to come and rule in our life. God's peace comes to show us, to, to arbitrate, to, to bring the peace of Christ. Now yesterday was, I understand, opening season of what? Little League or softball or what was it? Little League. Okay, thank you, Billy. How many of you attended opening ceremonies? All right, now I know who has grandkids. Okay, uh, did we, my favorite, did we have anybody looking up at the sky and the birds? Yeah, yeah. One told me, yeah, my son dug in the dirt. I said, that's part of it, right? Now, how many of you would like to be an umpire for Little League? No, I see people doing this. Why? Why not? Those kids are not going to give you any trouble. Oh, it's the parents. The parents. You know, I agree. I would not want to be an umpire. I agree. I, I don't want it. Why? Because, you know, you got you to you gotta call it. Now, some people, I call them my black-white people. It's either that or that. Nothing in between. And that's a good person to have as an umpire. It's either this or this. But some of us are not black, white people. You know, we kind of went, well, maybe, maybe. That's not a good umpire. Now, what about us? Who's your umpire in your life? Who's your umpire? Now, you really need someone that's either going to say yes, no. But usually we get in there and we say, well, maybe. And that's where we get in trouble. And that's why we need the peace of Christ. We need to allow the peace that he brings to umpire or to arbitrate or to rule our hearts in the midst 
of conflict. That's what it's saying. And be one body, rule your hearts, and then be thankful. Now, I'll tell you about a person. Her name was Warrior Brown. Salvation Army, in the early years, in their ministry, worked with undesirables and in, the, in places that, that people were starving and having a hard time to live. And as they worked with some of these folks, they came across what you and I would say, they came across some characters. Well, this lady was nicknamed Warrior Brown. She was one of the most belligerent she was one of the most fiery temper. And when she came into church, people just decided to sit on the other side. They gave her room. They did not mess with Warrior Brown. Well, believe it or not, through God's loving mercy, Miss Warrior Brown, which we don't know her real name, Miss Warrior Brown, guess what? She got saved. She came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. And she wasn't afraid, and one Sunday she got up and she shared how she was saved and what the Lord was doing in her life. And she just was joyous in sharing what the Lord had done in her life. While she was sharing, someone in the back row, an old grumpy man in the back row, threw a potato at her because he didn't want to hear it. Everybody gasped. When that tater hit her, tater, that's southern, that tater hit her in the face. She reached down for that potato. I'm sure by then people were ducking. She reached down, got that potato, and you know what she did? She put it in her pocket. She continued sharing about Christ, sat down. Nothing else was said. A few months later, in the fall, when it was harvest time, and people were bringing items to share so that they could feed the hungry, Miss Warrior Brown came in and she had a sack of potatoes. She had taken that potato that had been thrown at her and cut it up and planted that sucker. And she came with a bag of potatoes so that others could have a meal. Guys, that's what the peace of Christ does. Because if you've got a potato slung at you in the face, we all know what our first thought would be. Not putting it in the ground. But you see, the peace of Christ changes us. The peace of Christ, it rules us. It, it, it arbitrates and says, uh-uh, don't throw that back. You see, that's what... Paul was telling them to allow the peace of Christ. And then he continues that verse and says, and be thankful. I know, that potato in the face, that's not thankful stuff. But we need to be bathed with the peace of Christ. But then secondly, look at verse 16. It says, let the word of Christ dwell richly among you. The second thing is that the, the fullness here is that we should be full with the word of God. Let me see. In the generation that we live in today, we are blessed. There are many translations of God's Word. You can have it on your phone. You can have it on your computer. You can have it in different styles, modes. You can listen to it in your car. 
But you know, a lot of us today, we are not allowing the Word of God to dwell richly among us because we're not reading it. We're not reading it. I know, I hear people say, well, picture the Bible is hard to understand. I understand that. There's a few passages in there that are difficult, but I love what Mark, Mark Twain said. Mark Twain put it this way. Most people are bothered by those passages of Scripture which they cannot understand. But as for me, I have always noticed that the passages in Scripture which trouble me most are those which I do understand. Wow. Wow. You see, Satan wants you to believe that the Bible is not understandable. The Bible is understandable. But you know, sometimes... When we read the Bible, we read it, and sometimes it gives us comfort, doesn't it? We like it then. But what about when we read it and it gives us trouble? You say, what do you mean, preacher? Well, have you ever read a passage of Scripture and got convicted and wasn't ready to deal with it? Woo, it gave you trouble. You think, oh, I'll do it. Now, once you've read it, God's got it there. He's got it in front of you. He's going to remind you. Trouble! You see, we need to to realize that in our world today, let the word of Christ dwell richly, richly. In other words, the joy is an abundance. What should we be looking at? We should be desiring the word of God. We would we would want it. We 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 should read read it and meditate it, meditate it, meditate on it in all that we do. Now, richness, richness comes when we take the Word of God and allow the Holy Spirit of God. And let me tell you, some great things take place. We need to meditate upon short passages. We need to memorize others. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to, to get a hold of that and, and, and just allow God to move and dwell richly. Because in all wisdom and teaching, admonishing one another through psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. You know, in the early church, they didn't have the Baptist hymnal. They had the book of Psalms. And that's what they sang from. They sang scripture to God. Now you think about it. You can't get any better than that. Now I know we got great music today. I'm not putting that aside. But... But they were singing the word of God to God. They were singing the Psalms to God. The word of God. Every, I, I know not everyone's into church history, but every time there was a resurgence of God being discovered anew and afresh, a great revival took place. And you could go in things like the Protestant Reformation movement and all that, but I don't want to put you to sleep completely. But every time God's word was revealed fresh and anew, it just brought life. It brought a spark. The fire flamed. You see, what our world needs today is that they need to read the word of God. We need to present the word of God. The word of God is alive. 
Spirit of God will set a flame that no one can put out. They can put you and me out, but they can't put the Word of God out. And so we need to focus on that. Then look at verse 17. It says, whatever you do, whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. The fullness of his name, the word or the deed, it takes in everything in our lives. You know, deeds can be preaching and teaching and eating and exercising and driving and cleaning house. But our words, our words are everything that passes from our lips. Even in those unguarded moments. Everything we say or do is to be done. What? And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Is he saying every word that comes out of my mouth should be giving thanks to God? Word or deed. Could you imagine if just in this world as we know it, only God's word and his deeds would come from people's mouths, they couldn't have an evening newscast because most of the words that are shared are not of God. You see, we need to be giving thanks and we need to, to realize that God is reminding us, guys. Remember that old saying, was it Mama used to say? If you can't say something good, don't say anything at all. Now I'm dating myself, Preston. I'm sure your mama told you that, didn't she, Preston? Yeah. You know, we need, we need to see, as we look at this, it says, and whatever you do in word... Or indeed. You said, well, preacher, I didn't say it, but. Did you get by with it? No. You broke it. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. The fullness of his name. The fullness of our deeds. You see, the fullness of Christ comes from an overflowing of peace. And his word and his name. That fullness is those two buckets of water and it should splash because of the fullness that we are experiencing because of his peace and because of the power of the word and because of his wonderful, mighty name. Giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. Guys, we need the fullness of God. In the world that we live in today, as hard as it's getting we need to be thankful, but we need the presence of the Holy Spirit. We need His fullness upon us because we can't do it by ourselves. We need to be thankful people. We need to strive for a deeper gratitude and be thankful to the Lord that He wants to give us His peace and His mighty word and His wonderful name. Allow that fall on our feet and to share. Let's pray. Let's Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you 
For your word, I thank you, Lord, how many years ago you knew there would be a day that preachers like myself and all over this world would use this passage of Scripture to share amongst believers of the importance of being full and how you want to provide it, bring the fullness that we need in our life. Lord, I pray today, there is no substitute for your fullness. Lord, I pray that we would desire it. I pray that we would take the time and come to you and humbly submit and allow that peace to begin to flow and let it rule and arbitrate in our life to bring us where we need to be. Lord, we thank you. And we ask this in your son's name. Amen.